Telling is not selling. Old school sales mentality is ABC, always be closing. Yes. Right? <laughs> but if, if you turn it around, it's always be listening and always look for how you can help. And if there's not an opportunity, if there aren't problems that are big enough that you can help, then walk away, but walk away with referrals. So if you focus on that on the upfront of the conversation and being human and connecting human to human and not being scripted and not just spewing out features and benefits, you're going to win. And when you walk away and you say, hey, you know what? Based on today, I just don't think this makes sense for you. What's up, action takers? Welcome back to After Hours Entrepreneur. This is your guide to building your very own thriving, freedom-loving, freedom-building six-figure business. And today, I'm bringing you a backstage pass to the NSU Levan Center of Innovations Innovation Day 2022. This event was incredible. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innovators and entrepreneurs from the South Florida area all congregated in one place in one time. What you're about to watch is one of the episodes in the series where I'm talking with a local entrepreneur who's making it happen just like you. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn some new skills, to learn what's working, hear some amazing stories from entrepreneurs, and walk away with some actionable tips that are going to help you build up your business. And by the way, this episode is sponsored by Mark Savant Media. Mark Savant Media gives you the tools to launch, grow, and monetize your very own podcast. You want more info? All you got to do is go to www.marksavantmedia.com to launch and grow your very own podcast. It's going to crush it, baby. All right, enough of me. It's time to get into this episode with an awesome innovator at the NSU Innovation Center. Let's go. Quick shout out to our sponsors over at Fran Bridge Consulting. They specialize in placing you with the best non-food franchises on earth. And the best part, it's 100% free. Do yourself a favor and sign up for a free call with the CEO, John Austinson, today over at FranBridgeConsulting.com. He'll even send you a free book, 100% free. Go to FranBridgeConsulting.com, chat with the CEO, John, today. All right, let's get into the episode. Mark Mealy, what's up? What's up, Mark? The Mark and Mark Show. How are you, brother? Mark and Mark Show today. Digging it, loving it. We are here at the Levan Center uh-huh. in South Florida, NSU campus. Mark, what was your first impression when you got here? Uh, well, first impression was it felt great to be on a, com- a college campus again. I was like, it's been like 20 years and I'm aging myself. But it, it, that was awesome, number one. Then number two, I walk in upstairs as this brand new facility and they're jamming 80s music for this innovation day. And I'm like, God, I love Miami. Yeah, baby. You got to love it. You got to love South Florida. This is where stuff is happening. Yeah. Mark, let me ask you here. We're here on the After Hours Entrepreneur, the guide to the young entrepreneurs. Yeah. First $100,000 a year. So tell me, what's the business that you run? Yeah. So currently I run an agency and it's uh, an agency focused on startups, specifically in technology. And we help startups scale really in three ways. Uh, Number one is sales coaching. So we offer sales coaching, not just for sales teams, but also for sales leaders at startups to help them scale their organization and their business. Uh, Think of like as an outsourced CRO or even like a head of sales, right? Um, So that's one aspect. The second is we have a distribution team 
team in Latin America and Europe. So we outsource sales. It's just think about it. it's another way. It's another, uh, where we have current customers and relationships. Uh, and then the third one is partnerships that we put together for companies. So three ways where we help create revenue channels to help startups in tech scale. Miami is such a great place. I moved from California where there were a lot of startups out there, of course, but uh, being closer to Latin America, you know, we've got an amazing mayor who's bringing so much opportunity and tech to the city. Uh, you know, I speak Spanish and love the culture. It's just, um, it's a great place to be. Yeah. Mayor Suarez is really killing it down there. Yeah. One of the things that is interesting to me is bringing, you know, bringing in sales people from overseas Yeah, where maybe a dollar here is, is very stretched, but a dollar there can do tons of tons of damage. Right. That's mm-hmm. one of the concepts I got from Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week. Yep. Really spectacular. How did you get into that? How did that become the solution for the problem of these startups? You know, so I came from a startup in Los Angeles. We, uh, we built it for, we were pretty uh, bootstrapped. And um, from there, it was difficult to learn how to scale the business. And we figured it out, of course, and we built a sales team and we did it as a bootstrap. But you have to be creative and think about it. So we hired the SDRs, we hired the AEs, and we scaled them that way and, and grew revenue from a, a pure outbound perspective. Um, and that, my background, too, I was in commercialization of medical device products internationally, and I see how the business structure was with distribution networks. And so I said, why can't we do this for software? And yeah. so right after we, um, you know, I finished with that company, we, we sold it to private equity. We were in lockdown. I couldn't do anything in Los Angeles. I couldn't network. So I picked up. I moved to Columbia, and I was on the way out and uh, just helping the transition, starting my business. And I was looking for the next thing. What can I do to, to begin to build relationships and do something bigger? And I was on a mission to build relationships with government. So I was carrying a, a client that had a remote patient monitoring at the time, which is obviously Obviously great, especially during the pandemic, to help uh, patients remotely, and then also uh, PPE. And so I was able to get to government, build relationships with government, and then build my partners out to where our, now we have a distribution network, and we began to continue to build uh, our, our network out. So where we built the other business from pure cold calling and pure cold outbound outreach, which is very, very difficult, but we proved success. Now I said, okay, well, let's do something a little easier and let's have it where we have the distribution and the relationships at the sea level with the insurance companies, with the health systems and the markets that we're going after um, and with the, pro- the public sector and government. I don't know. It's kind of a crazy idea, but it's starting to work out. And, you know, it's been two years, but here we are. Hey, the, the craziest ideas often are the best. I mean, sometimes they don't work, but that one time that it does work, that's where we see our business really explode. Yo, are you interested in business ownership? For many entrepreneurs, the journey starts with non-food franchising. Franchising is simply the better option for many entrepreneurs and demand is at an all-time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Franbridge Consulting, is here to help you today. John and his Franbridge Consulting team are part of the largest brokerage in the U.S. and are constantly vetting the market thoroughly. Franbridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the non-food franchising world. They will find the best business for you, your personality, and your location. From healthcare to dumpsters, from youth soccer to oil changes, even insulation and windows. And the best part, it's 100% fee-free, no additional costs to you. You may have heard John on Entrepreneurs on Fire. He has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor, a multi-brand franchisee, and in fact, he's one of the top 1% consultants nationwide. 
Listen, sign up for a free consultation with the CEO, John, today, not his assistant, not his sales team. Sign up for free with John today at FranBridgeConsulting.com. That's FranBridgeConsulting.com. And guess what? He's even going to send you a copy of his book for free, Non-Food Franchising. For free, free book. You got to love it. So go to FranBridgeConsulting.com right now. All right, let's get into the episode. Mark, if I, if I met you 10 years ago, where would you say, would have said you would be? Did you, was there any inkling in your mind that you'd be here helping other startups replicate your success? You know, I, I've been selling and I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12. I have a twin brother, so I'm an athlete. I'm competitive. And uh, I, we started our first business mowing lawns in the neighborhood and shoveling snow. Is in the Midwest is where I grew up. And then in college, I cut hair in, in the dorms and the fraternities, multiple fraternities. Then I started a DJ business. I was DJ cuts and I was DJing for multiple fraternity houses and, and just going out, knocking on doors and growing businesses. So I knew I always had it in me. Um, 10 years ago, I had just started on the commercialization side. So I had a professional development in sales, but then I started to really learn how to run a business at Nuvasive, which was the medical device company, with upstream and downstream and working cross-functionally with teams. So I knew I needed that to really learn how to run a business successfully versus just the sales experience that I had. So um, what I say, I, I would know I was scaling startups not necessarily startups, but an entrepreneur and building something big. Yes, absolutely. I knew it. I, I pictured it. I envisioned it. Um, it's just interesting how it ended up in technology and where we're at today. Yeah. Well, and you also have gotten into video production and podcasting itself. Yeah. Why did you decide to make that that shift? The name of your show is Scale X Formula. Yeah, Scale X Formula. So um, interestingly enough, video production, I started in 2010 producing videos for our companies. And then when I got into the marketing side, I probably produced, I wrote, produced, uh, directed, uh, I would say 150 plus productions from the marketing perspective. We had 500 sales reps, 30 plus distributorships internationally. And I really wanted to win. I wanted my product lines to be the number one. And I know how to grab attention. And I know how sales reps want to learn. They don't want to sit there and read something, you know, multiple different packets. I mean, they will if they want to be successful. So I said, I got to get, get their attention. I got to make them funny. I got to make them educational. So that's what we did. And we would have surgeons come into the lab and we would have them train on cadavers on these really difficult techniques. I would write funny commercials where we'd get on the main stage and it grabbed attention in addition to a systematic approach to the sales process that I used then. And I brought that into the startup when LinkedIn was fresh in 2017 when you can post. And we started posting and I was started, you know, making more videos, customer testimonial videos to where after like a year, we had people coming to us, but with our outbound outreach, it was a perfect marriage of marketing and sales while we were scaling the organization through essentially, you know, the way we designed on how we built our sales organization to scale. Love it. Yeah. Love it. There's definitely, and we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. Yeah. There is a bit of a, of, of a ramp. There's a ramp up here, I think, with your show. But the long game is very powerful. I mean, people right. that I have, I'd met very briefly two years ago come back. They say, Mark, you keep showing up in my newsfeed on LinkedIn, brother. What's going on? How can I, how can I get that? And it's just a really powerful way of building know, like, and trust. Yeah. We talked a little bit about sales techniques and having a show, inviting someone, leading with value, building know, like, and trust. That's right. It's a lot better, better I think, than most sales techniques, which are take, take, take. Uh-huh. 
Well, 100%, right? So you you hit it. You want to lead with value and what can you do to offer value versus, hey, I want a meeting because I can help you with this, this, and this. Mm. No. And then the other piece you talked about is you keep showing up in somebody's feed. Well, that's branding, right? That's personal branding. And I noticed when I started doing that more and more at, when I was running sales at the, the startup, was when I started sitting down in sales meetings, especially at the C-level, um, it was a warm meeting because some of these folks were following me. Yeah. So I didn't have to do much to build the relationship. It was just like they were saying things that I was posting that we were in alignment on our values. And it just makes for, hey, people know who you are because it's consistency. It's what you put out there. It's if you're a good person, what you value, right? And that comes in branding, which salespeople can do. They can do personal branding. And that can be huge for companies. If you have multiple sales reps that are helping and building personal brand, posting on a regular basis, that push, because people, especially on LinkedIn, you know, people will look at your profile and then they see who you work for. But if it's not always about what you do and how you can help in terms of your product offering, you know, people are going to respond well to it. Yeah. How do you do that? You know, what, what's your way of offering value first with, you know, I know you have a successful podcasting business. You came from a very successful background as a business owner yourself. What are you doing to grow your business and how are you leading with value? Well, production is a big part, right? And I try to get on as many phone calls as possible. Yep. Even if I don't think that that person is a right fit for my business, even if I don't think that that person is going to be a client of mine. Yeah. At least not now. But I know that if I can get on a call with someone and try to find, try to figure out what their problem is, uh-huh. what the challenge they have going on in their business now is, what is that problem? Sure. And, and how can I either solve it personally or find someone? I have a vast network. So I can, for example, say, oh, you need an accountant. You got accounting problems. Here's John, Jane, and Jill. Great accountants, local. And I, I, I feel like as long as I'm giving value to people in, in that kind of way, connecting dots. Yeah. It, it comes back. It comes back because now John, who I referred business to, is going to come back six months, year, two years from now mm. and say, hey, Mark, I'm ready. Now I'm ready. I love it. So it's putting out that value in the universe that comes back to you. You're not looking for something in return. Right. You're there to give value. Right. That's great. More give, less take. The, yeah. the more you give, the more you receive. And that's that's been my experience. I agree. It's kind of like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, he's got the jab, 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 right hook, right? Give, 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 then go ahead and with your ass. But the more you give, you're right. You do receive. And and when you do it, when you don't expect for something in return, that's the ultimate man. And that gives you a lot of gratitude and, you know, appreciation for, for what you're doing and how you're helping. Yeah. The take mentality doesn't work. And I'll give you a really good example. I was taking my car into the dealer okay, because I needed an oil change, right? And an oil change light goes off. So I pull up I walk up to get the service rep, and before the service rep had even looked at the my car, before he'd even taken note of the VIN, he had already explained five things that I needed to have done. Oh, well, uh, you, we got to get your window, your washer fluid raised. Uh, we've got to do your rotations and alignment, of course. Oh, yeah. They're just uh, trying to rack up their revenue. I'm like, bro, you have not even looked at my car yet. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of salespeople attack potential leads that way, you know, and, and I think that for, you, know, at least for me building up my book of clients, it's more about listening rather than telling. Yep. And that's been, I think really, really formative for me as a salesperson and as a business owner. I think you nailed it, right? So it's, it's telling is not selling 
and it's all the sales is done in the upfront. I don't think like old school sales mentality is ABC always be closing, yeah. right? <laughs> but if if you turn it around, it's always be listening and always look for how you can help. And if there's not an opportunity, if there aren't problems that are big enough that you can help, then walk away. But walk away with referrals. So you're not pushing all your features and benefits on somebody because, hey, I want to get a sale and I want to close them. But if you go into the mentality of, hey, I want to see, I want to have a conversation. Instead of me just have doing a presentation and spitting out a deck or going through some software demo and I'm going to show you every feature and benefit and it's awesome and, oh, look, you can do this and this. And they don't care about that. They care people, the prospects care about their problems and how you can solve them and what they value. So if you focus on that on the upfront of the conversation and being human and connecting human to human and not being scripted and not just spewing out features and benefits, you're going to win. And when you walk away and you say, hey, you know what? Based on today, I just don't think this makes sense for you. And the mm, reason why yeah. is because X, Y, and Z. Now, maybe if you had this, then it might make sense. And they're going to be shocked. And they'll be like, what? Did this guy just push me away? And you'll, you'll be surprised at what happens. But then you can say, you know, I really appreciate your time. But out of curiosity, do you know anyone else that might have this, that deals with this, that you think would benefit from a conversation? So when you're not always trying to close, but you're trying to build relationships truly trying to help that's when you start winning you know and, and i created a, a selling system it's called the SaaS selling system and the goal with the SaaS selling system when i trademarked it is all the sales is done in the upfront it's all in the discovery it, you know, when you focus on who you're talking to what their workflows are what the pain points are associated with that and then how you can help or not help based on their pain and their value and you're focusing on the decision makers or all end users who influence the decision, then you know whether you need to do a presentation or not, right? Um, and so I love that you mentioned, you know, specifically give value first, but have the conversation and see how you can help solve problems. And if you can't, then walk away, but walk away with referrals at least. 100%. Yes. Trying to sell to someone that doesn't need what you offer, that's a, pro that's a problem on multiple levels. Um, but that being genuine, listening, yes. legitimately trying to solve problems, I think that's the long game. And that's, that's where patience pays off. Uh, Mark, before we get into the rapid fire section of the program. Love it, love it. Rapid fire. Where's the best place for us to find you? Yeah, awesome. I appreciate that. So, um, you know, I'm really, really active on LinkedIn. So I have a LinkedIn profile, Mark Mealy on LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube page. Um, if you wanted to check out my website, it's just markmealy.com, M-A-R-K-M-E-L-E.com. Um, and those are a few places to, to find me. I'm also active on the other um, social media as well. I'm on Twitter, different ones, but those are probably the easiest ways. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Mark, rapid fire. You ready, brother? Let's do it. Let's Strapped do it. Strapped in. On your feet. What's the scariest movie you have ever seen? Scariest movie? This is ridiculous, but rapid fire. When I was like 10 years old, I'm aging myself. I saw Demolition Man and I was like frightened of what the future looked like. My brother took, <laughs> our older brother took us. So at that time, that probably was, yeah. What is the most underrated musical band or artist? Most underrated. The most underrated musical band or artist. Man, I love music so much. It's tough to say because I used to be a DJ but um, and play guitar as well. Uh, underrated? Okay, well, listen. We're in Miami. I love uh, reggaeton. It's my favorite music. I love salsa as well. Uh, but I would say probably the most underrated is, is probably Raul Alejandro right now. But he's climbing. He's climbing. 
Right on. Got it. That's a tough question. That's <laughs> a new one. Like, I have what? no idea who that is, but that's why we asked. That's why I asked the question. It's right. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. We need to learn the, the culture. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, if you could sit next to anyone on a plane, who would you sit next to? Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you could be any animal, what would you be? Uh, I would be a tiger. It's a very good answer. Very popular answer. What is a must-read book? Uh, I mean, I'd have to go with this, but I would say the Bible is a must-read book. And I'm not religious by any means, but I think if you were to read, there's a lot of books in it, but Proverbs. I just want, you know, there's so much. It's like, hey, if I would have paid attention to this and focused on this, man, I'd probably be a lot further ahead. And when you're younger, you don't think of that. But, yeah, I mean, it's the number one selling book, so how can you not? Yeah, King Solomon, wise man. Uh, final question here for you. If you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, yeah, what do you say? <sighs> 10 seconds with myself 10 years ago, I would just say, listen, uh, it's all about a journey. And when you go through the difficult times, because they're going to happen, there's something amazing on the other end. And don't, you want to take the lesson with you. You might lose when you face challenges, but don't lose the lesson. I like that. You might lose the challenge, but don't lose the lesson. Is that, that's. Yeah, you, you might lose something along the way, but don't lose the lesson. 100%. I actually did a podcast, so I'm stealing that from someone I did a podcast with. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, don't lose the lesson. That's what he tells his sons. I'm like, man, I'm taking that with me. Yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, right? That's right. That's right. Cool. Mark, thanks, brother. All right, man. Thanks. Yo, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're walking away with something practical that you can use in your business. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button, and we will catch you here next time on After Hours Entrepreneur. It's up to you. Go take the action, baby. Go make it happen. See ya. Peace.